Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome to Inside the Upside Down, everyone. I'm Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel, broadcasting on Facebook Live rather than YouTube. YouTube channels, Hunter Road Media, youtube.com slash Hunter Road Media. Please subscribe to us there. We're changing things up a little bit. We did this last week where we're going live on Facebook for several of the episodes now with Inside the Upside Down, and we'll probably do like a, a one a month there on uh on youtube so it's just something that we're doing testing out and um and seeing how it goes so shauna's sharing it out over there everybody share it out everybody share it out (laughs) share the love (laughs) and uh you know make sure to share the youtube stuff too (laughs) so uh we always say that now we're gonna be discussing the astro plane tonight i see a lot of people are already joining in greg rinkin tom mcnicholas tammy heitzman shauna you joined hey shauna's in the chat (laughs) She's shenanigating the chat while live at the same time. Gotta watch to see who's coming in. See how amazing she is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, We've got Dan Porter in the house. There's David Y, Robert Hanna. There's Donna Gorton, who's going to be Cheshire Caddy in the chat tonight. Thank you, Donna. So, um, yeah, just what is this? What are those little weird red and white things on the screen? You see that? Yeah. What is that? I don't know. Do you guys see these little red and white sparkle things? on the screen that is weird is that I, I don't think that's coming from over here is it no see it's not on the screen here facebook is <laughs> is throwing stuff up on the screen that's weird that is weird um so donna's saying that she messaged me before you started yeah i have zero time to check messages and stuff uh because we're spending all the time getting set up um but sean did mention to me of how I would like the questions. The chat goes by real quickly here on Facebook, so just message them to me. Just copy and paste them in there. Um, don't worry about retyping. Just copy, paste, boom, and it should be fine. Hi, Susie. So it changed colors now, too. Now it's blue. I don't get it. So, okay, Astro Plane. Maybe it's because we're talking about the Astro Plane. Oh, I see. This, okay, new Facebook feature. It's actually the, the stuff that's going up there, and then it comes into sparkles, and I guess maybe because it's going so slow that... It doesn't get the sparkles off fast enough. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Of all the things Facebook could do. All right. So, Gee, hey. Because see, have... here, the, the chat isn't scrolling. See, now I got to go all the way down here. Boom, there we go. We have some other countries tuning in. Very good. That's good. Hi, Gene. So um, there we go. Criminal action. Remember then? Oh, the yeah. Band. Yeah, there you go. Enigma Underground Radio. Got one in the there house. Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, and Katie's saying Facebook new update sucks. Yeah, they're doing the <laughs> FA conferences now, introducing all the new updates that are supposed to come. And it's like, just fix the bugs. You know, everything was <laughs> fine. It worked. You don't have to keep screwing around with it. And you get to a point in your product where this is the product. And just fix the stuff that breaks. You know, fix the little bugs and stuff. If you want to, like increase your profits go make another product you know so in any case get off that soapbox so we're supposed to talk about the astral plane tonight <clears throat> not what's up mark zuckerberg's astral plane 
So um, it's an interesting topic. It's it's because um, this can go in a lot of different directions. Um, because I've had a near out of body experience. I think you have as well. Um, and I can just start by describing mine. I was a uh, I was a teenager at the time, and. We did kind of briefly mention it. You're right in one of the the past episodes here just recently because I mentioned mm-hmm. the the uh, the movie Dreamscape, and within that movie, basically he's accessing other people's dreams through his own dream state. And there's you know a battle between him and another guy that can do this really well and all this stuff. There's like an institute um, that's studying this phenomenon, um, and so. When I was a teenager, I was trying to do similar things to this, but I had no idea what I was really doing. And so I put myself basically into a meditative state, got to a point in which I was, it was like I was riding waves. And I felt like a little bit of an electric feel. And then I was just scared, like, oh my God, what's going on? Hmm. It just, it wasn't normal. I knew it wasn't normal because I had been just lying there and now I'm feeling these waves and this electric feel and all that. So I just like freaked and woke up. I say woke up, but I was really kind of already awake. So it was like an in-between state, really. Um, And I later found out as an adult um, that I was actually on the verge of having an out-of-body experience, that if I would have kept going, that I would have had that out-of-body experience. And then I would have been basically floating, and I would have been able to see see my body. And we'll get into stuff like the silver cord and and all that stuff and and spirit guides and and all that sort of stuff. But um, that was my first experience um with the astral plane and obe and all that sort of stuff i have tried it since then as an adult and especially when sean and i were living apart i was doing things like well i'll I'll try to go you know obe and i'll go visit shauna in the middle of the night and stuff like that and i failed every time because i was just so tired i'd crash out and fall asleep (laughs) Mm -hmm. so so that's my experience what about you shauna well, I don't really think they're out of body experiences as much as they are. Because I don't feel like I personally go anywhere. It's more of I feel like something is being projected to me. And I just kind of lose touch with my surroundings for a minute. Um, I don't feel anything before it happens. Really, it's just some quick, brief little knock, 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 you know. Right. Um, <clears throat> and I'm going to share the thing now, so go ahead. <laughs> there was this one time at the cafe. Um, I hadn't been there. This is when we were still going there regularly. And I hadn't been there. Um, for a little bit because of work and just other stuff going on. So, um, and then one night, uh, I, I thought it was a dream, but it felt like I was there, um, where I saw, um, like poker cards falling out of Hmm. thin air from wherever and landing all over the table. Um, and we do it. We did have playing cards there, um, and we used them uh, to try to get <clears throat> spirits to play like poker and blackjack and stuff like that. And and one of the guys there uh, would do it. Um, he we 
would deal him a hand. Of course, you know, he would never show up and be like, hey, this is what I got. But um, we would set a K2 meter out and um, we would uh, try to get him to let us know who had the best hand. You know, so if I said I have the best hand and nothing happened, you know, if someone else said they had the best, no, I think my hand is the best, and then it would go off. And then when we would show, the person that it lit up for would have the best hand. Speaking of Facebook, they just changed the page, <clears throat> whatever update, and now I can't find the actual feed. <laughs> Thanks, Facebook. Thank you. Now I, I can't Facebook. share it out. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm I sorry did. I interrupted your I story. I did, though. I shared, so... So, so we know that they play poker and we played a poker game for like 20 minutes. So at the end of each time that we're in there, we blow out all of our candles. We sit them, you know, there on the table and, you know, we throw away our trash. The playing cards always got put up and put in the box and they got, we had this little box or whatever that stuff went in and everything was all nice and organized. So... I, th- I thought I was I thought I was dreaming but it felt like I was there okay so then um Jeannie who was able to she came to the cafe um and she was the <clears throat> she she had been in there a lot she ended up buying the cafe um but she was going to be the next one in there and she said uh, asked me if I knew why there were um, cards all over the place, all over the table, right? Okay. And so I was like, well, it's funny that you mentioned that because... Oh, by the way. Yeah, and I told her what happened. She goes, there were cards spread out over the table, you know, and she was like, you know, I thought, you know, the last time we were there and had that, everything got put up and... and and it was, you know, so did I, did I dream it? Was I, did I actually go there and watch it happening or did I just sense that it was happening? I wasn't really there. You know, like I said, it felt like I was there, but, um, I don't really feel like I went anywhere. It just felt so vivid of a dream that I, I just assumed. I still don't know. Still don't know. I don't. I didn't feel the thing that people say that they feel whenever they leave their body or whatever. Right. I didn't feel that. Well, and so it might be some variation of that. Um, there's a, a good question here from uh, David Y. What's the difference between lucid dreaming and astral projection? So that is that's a great question. So my understanding is you know, lucid dreaming is you are actually asleep. You're able to control your dream. You are aware that you are asleep and you're able to manipulate that. Mm -hmm. Um, Where astral projection, you are able to actually leave your body. You're not asleep. You're in that kind of cross state, um, more of like a meditative state, but you are actually able to leave your body and see your surroundings. Lucid dreaming, I can do. Yeah. I can do that. I kind of describe it as like a dream, like an etch-a-sketch. Because if something's about ready to happen, I'm just like, you know, all of a sudden it's just, you know, and then right. there's something else going on. Or it's kind of like a choose-your-own-adventure. Okay. Lucid dreaming is. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while I'll pick up on the, on the fact that, oh, oh, I'm actually asleep right now. <laughs> I'm in a dream. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then shit gets weird. <laughs> because then you're able to actually change it and manipulate it. But it sounds like that happens to you quite a bit. 
It, it happens uh, probably on a weekly basis okay. to me. That's pretty often. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, when you astral project, um, a lot of times people will say that, um, and, and again, no real personal experiences except for like being on the edge of that. Uh, but I've read quite a few books on the subject because I was trying there for, for a while. And so, you know, um, and people will report, you know, seeing themselves above their body, um, almost like people that say when they have a near death experience, they'll see that, um, or they may be standing next to their body. Um, there's supposed to be a silver cord that attaches you back to your physical body so that as you go places, you always have a way back to, to the physical. Uh, people also report seeing their spirit guides uh, there. So, you know, it may be one or more, uh, but people do report seeing uh, their spirit guides as well, as well as other astral travelers. So you may be encountering other uh, living people there on your travels. So it's, uh, it's really interesting once you start reading some of these stories and, and what people experience. So um, Donna's sending me some other questions here. So um, how does astral projection work? How do you know if you're doing it? Um, yeah, it's kind of what I was describing before. And I guess we kind of just described it here a little bit where... Um, you know, you see yourself either kind of floating or kind of next to your body. Um, you usually see that silver cord. I guess some people report not seeing it, but but most people do. Um, and another thing that I have found interesting that people report is that when they um, see other people, like um, this one woman's account that I remember reading that um, when she was a teenager and she was just starting to experiment with this, like she went into her parents' room. And what she noticed about her parents was that she could see their souls, that they were kind of a little bit offset from the body, you know, but, but there was an actual physicality to the soul. And it was like, it was almost like it was trapped in the body and like trying to get out and kind of like, kind of like vibrating in there. Huh. Um, you know, slightly off place from the actual physical body. So it's interesting. So if one were going to try to astral project, how would you suggest that they? Oh, I think that was the actual. She's question. interviewing me. Uh, well, he asked, how would you know if you are? I thought there was uh, another part of it. Yeah, maybe, well, maybe there is, but that's a good question in any case. Yeah. Oh, how does it work and how do you know if you're... Okay, so... Um, so, from my understanding is you you put yourself into a, a meditative state. You know, you slow down your breathing. You just kind of clear your mind. You basically zone out. So, the way I was doing it when I was like this close to really being there, um, you know, it was, it was late at night, very quiet. Um just laying in my bed. I was, I was a teenager. My, my parents, my sister were already asleep. Um, it was not a noisy neighborhood, so that probably helped because we were at the end of a cul-de-sac. Um, well, not really at the end, but in any case, we're, where we were at in the neighborhood was a cul-de-sac, so there was no through traffic. Um, and I just slowed down my breathing. Um, I was just kind of concentrating on I wanted to 
go travel somewhere. I, I, I wasn't sure what I was doing at that time, um, but I knew what I wanted to do was with my mind go somewhere. And I think it was part of that slow, methodic breathing and not quite being asleep that I started to get there and get into that meditative state. I've, I've only very few times ever been into any sort of meditative state because I just, I, I don't know how to do it without falling asleep. Um, but essentially when, when I finally got there, it was, I, I, how do I explain that? That I was extremely, extremely relaxed, but not in a place of falling asleep. And I think that's when you kind of hit that in-between zone and you, you start to get to that place. I would recommend uh, doing your research on crystals because there are some that will assist and aid in astral projection. There you go. Use some crystals. I didn't have any at the time, but I didn't know anything about crystals at the time other than I like to collect rocks because they look cool. Hmm. So, um, I don't even know if I could astral project on purpose because I am so tired and it takes everything that I have not to fall asleep trying to meditate. <laughs> yeah. So, so from uh, Katie Birdie and uh, Robert, um, is out of body experiences like sleep paralysis? Well, I've heard of, um, certainly, um, <clears throat> when I've when I've done this research and I've and I've read those uh, different books on this, they they say that you get to a state that's essentially like sleep paralysis. Um, that and I've had real sleep paralysis. Now, what's interesting about that? I didn't have an out of body experience <laughs> during those cases, so um, I I saw nothing. It was black, um, and I wasn't going anywhere, which was part of the problem. <laughs> you know, like, how do I get out of this? Um, <laughs> But from my understanding, a lot of people do uh, have those uh, out-of-body experiences. People that can do it like that, um, somehow just, in, they can just like sit down, put themselves in a, in a state of sleep paralysis, and then poof, come right out. And I'm They're just, from another planet. Yeah, I'm those just amazed people. by that, but they, but they, <laughs> say, but they say that that, that happens. Um, and you hear stories, you know, some of these really interesting stories about where they go. You know, that they can go to other places around the world. They can go to other planets, you know. So I don't know how far you want to go. Um, but apparently that silver cord keeps you tied there. It's got to be a heck of a long silver cord. So you want to be careful who you leave your body around. <laughs> really? I would think so. I, I would I would either want to be alone or there has to be somebody there that I trust. I don't know if I'd want to do it with just some random sitting there. You know, yeah. Um, and I'm just seeing this as scrolling mm -hmm. by since it's uh, like all in caps are Jusky Wilson. I was told you have to watch for the dark energies uh, that you may also come across while astral projecting. Have you heard of that? Uh, yeah. So I have heard of that. That um, you can uh, encounter some more negative uh, energies while you're out there. Um, but like I said, I haven't had these experiences myself i've had to read about them uh but from what i have read you almost have to kind of go searching for them because your um your soul is vibrating at a different level than them so if you're a higher vibrational being um you're not naturally going to encounter a lower vibrational being you have to actually go looking 
for that. But you can encounter uh, some more negative beings out there if you so choose. Is that why I don't ever find anything bad? Everybody else sees all the bad stuff. I don't. Yeah, because maybe they go looking for it and you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I don't want to go out of my way to find all the big uglies in the world. But, I mean, like everybody else be like, oh, I feel, you know, this real bad. I'm, I don't feel that. So either either it doesn't like me <laughs> or it doesn't want me to see. I, I don't. Or my filter is just badass and doesn't want me to see that. It's like, hey, we don't need to see that. We don't need to drop down to that level. Yeah. Let's not do that. Um, but I've seen Insidious, so that makes one. Per- that makes me not want to try to astrally project <laughs> anywhere. <laughs> be careful. Of I've, that. I've, I've seen that. I've seen the whole thing. Well, and that's want- and that's a whole take on it. You know, it's it's a, it's a fictional story, but that is um, one interpretation of the astral plane. What what they call the further yeah. in that uh, in that series um, is is their version of the astral plane, and so. Um, and, and they have a, a lot of that stuff tied into it. So uh, the the boys made those drawings where he says, like, in my sleep, I, I flew. And he has himself like in a cape, like Superman and all that. Well, that is a child's interpretation of uh, out-of-body experience. And where he ends up is basically on the astral plane. He can't get back in, in that movie. And, um, and so the... Uh, the entities that keep haunting the place are basically looking to get into his body once he, once he's completely vacated it. Um, you know, there is that idea that if you have left your body for too long, it does render your your shell vulnerable to uh, to entities taking over. So uh, we always have that silver cord to get back, and you know, I guess don't stay away for too long. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, that's a uh, that's that's one of the things that I enjoy about the series because um, it does tackle a lot of those different things, you know, like that. It tackles into some uh, shadow people theories, Gonsfeld experiment, which we still have to do. Yeah, you know, which is we still have to do. But that's that's related to all this as well, mm-hmm. you know, because you you go into uh, sensory deprivation with that, which can put you into a. Um, a meditative and hypnotic state, which could lead to that. So, Gonsville, tell us about it since you've yeah. done it. I mean, I well, well, I've talked about it before, but in the cafe, I was, I was, I would not close my eyes in that place. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just so much going on, and I didn't trust everything in there. Um, so. And then the way that we did it, and we researched it, it quite a bit before, you know, subjecting ourselves to it. And we found a way that we all felt comfortable with. And I'm sure, and it, you know, of course, it was a modified of the, the real thing. But um, it, it was, you feel like you are completely isolated from everyone and everything. But if, but I feel like we were all under for about, or did it for about 25 minutes, all of us, because we knew some of us were not going to be able to just, you know, go under like that because it's the first time trying something new and considering where we were and stuff like that. It, it makes you so completely vulnerable. And that's kind of what I felt like. I was like, okay, you know, but I want to experience this too. So I'm going to have, I'm going to have to focus. I'm going to have to concentrate, you know, but you literally cannot see here, feel anything. So, um, but 
we had a uh, we each had this um white noise app on our phones um no electricity in the building so we had to get uh, a converter and and we had to basically kind of wire the place up a little bit um to get something to be able to power up the phones because that place would suck out energy like you would not believe so um they have like white noise and brown noise and pink noise um so we chose pink noise because the experiment that we were watching they used a red light bulb um and then you had to cover your eyes uh with we use like a lot of gauze and stuff like that where you couldn't see form you couldn't see faces all you could see is just the red glow so you have the red glow and then you had listening to pink noise trying to keep it all you know color themed they said and um and then everybody nobody talked about their experience um until it was all over but as soon as everybody had an experience they wrote down what they saw what they felt you know where they went if they went anywhere what happened you wrote down the details and there were six of us and all of us had similar things happened and others like actually physically left you know and we're describing things that were not where we were you know um i personally i could hear people um, talking to me from further away uh, that was the thing too you could not talk the people right. there you know words you were had to be uttered. quiet during that yeah um and and then but stuff was going on around us um and then you know people basically were saying, the spirits they were talking yeah like yeah. they were they were talking but i kept hearing who i kept hearing i kept hearing from further away and so, you know, they were watching, we watch everybody. And, you know, so they said that I kind of like cocked my head to the side and leaned forward like I was trying to, you know, maybe hear something. And then I felt, it felt like I was uh, being surrounded by horses, like, like the ground was shaking. And I said that I, you know, grabbed onto my seat because, and I remember because I couldn't see anything. Um, I couldn't see any features. I, I couldn't see anything. So, and I couldn't see these horses, but I could feel and I could hear. You could feel and horses. And I could feel the vibrations. And I was like, you know, what, what's going on? What's going on around me, you know? Um, I had completely forgotten about the people in the room with me. You know, <laughs> so I had apparently gone under enough to where I was having my own experience. I just couldn't see anything. And then finally, um, it felt like someone got right up in my face. And I didn't know who that was, right? So, but they said that I took my hands off my chair and I put them out in front of me like that because it they got really close and then about so you that felt time, like somebody was like right in front like somebody real yeah, like right someone in front was of you. like right okay. up in front of my face and so i put my hands out you've got mail whoops whoops sorry <laughs> I, I thought it was uh, uh sorry go ahead it's actually an important question um <clears throat> so not too long after that then uh, rather than you know we didn't know how to bring people out of it you know, the, the, all the experiences didn't really explain that. So they just said to, we just decided that rather than grab somebody, you know, and scare the crap out of them, we would just turn the app off. Just turn the app off so the noise is gone, turn the light off, you know, and stuff like that. Um, the one thing that we all uh, experienced were the horses. That's really interesting. And of course, horses would have been around there back in the mm, day, for yeah. sure. And some people saw crows. Uh, two of them saw crows. 
uh, when I'm hurt Indian flu. And that would have been... That definitely would have been around there. But then somebody else saw what uh, was not Indian. It would have been um, almost Asian. Really? Wearing like a multicolored whatever, walking down the street that didn't look like the street that we know. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he said that he wanted to follow, and the guy said, no, it's not time yet. And so... That's pretty wild. We were like, well, who's that? You know, who was around? And when is the right time? Yeah, and and (laughs) why would someone of, you know, that ethnicity be around, you know? I mean, it wasn't wasn't normal. It wasn't That's definitely not normal. For that area. But very interesting, for sure. Yeah. So um, it was it was really cool. I I would do it again. Um, I wanted to try to do it on the boat. That would have been interesting on the boat. It was it was hard to you know get the step together. Interesting that the converter that I the stuff that we were using that night never worked again after. Mm -hmm. Yeah, go figure. Brand new. Go figure. Stuff. I need to. I need to answer this. Tammy Highsmith saying that. um, she loves the Insidious movies. Lynn Shake, uh, yeah, definitely major, amazing actress. Uh, so we have some other questions that are coming in from the chat. So let's go ahead and get to those. Thank you for feeding those over here, Donna. All right. So from Katie B, how do you know if you have a high or low vibration? Um, well, I don't. I don't think you specifically know like the exact level that you're vibrating at, but. You know, you can pretty much rest assured that like your, you know, serial killers and, um, you know, child molesters and things like that, those are those are lowered <coughs> vibrational beings. Um, but I'd also say that, that uh, you know, those that uh, think that they are ultra high vibrational beings and that their shit doesn't stink, they're probably a little bit lower than they think they are. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so... That's you you kind of have, I guess you kind of have a general idea, you know. So um, <clears throat> there was a, uh, if I can get this to flip back on here. Um, so from uh, Dan Porter, do you believe out-of-body experience is the closest to experiencing heaven or hell? We hear stories all the time. Oops, it scrolled. We hear stories all the time about them. How do we know what's real or not? Um and maybe you can answer this next one real quick because it's specifically about the Jurgensfeld experiment before we get to Dan's from David Y. What's pink noise? Uh, it's kind of like white noise, but different. Like this app, it kind of it's like of a different frequency, it. right? Yeah, it's it's a little bit. It's a modified frequency. It's a little bit different. It kind of to me sounds similar to white what white noise sounds like, but just the, I guess the. Um, the vibration, it's its a little different. You can tell that there's a difference, but there's not much. But we just chose pink noise because we had a red light bulb and we wanted thing to be, everything to be... Okay, you know. so you wanted that kind of theme going yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Which, yeah, that's, that's kind of what they do. Is you set up in the red light and all that <clears> stuff. So, um, so okay, is out-of-body experience the closest thing to experiencing heaven or hell? So it's a uh, interesting question, and this we could get into a lot of theology here because I don't necessarily believe in heaven and hell. Um, even as somebody who still calls themselves a uh, a Christian, um, I think it's misinterpreted doctrine for a variety of different reasons. Um, but I would say a out of body experience is 
probably the closest thing that we could experience to the other side, the afterlife uh, in this life um, that, that you would have. I would think um, <clears throat> a near-death experience. If you're, if you're going to believe in a yeah, heaven Because you're essentially hell, going to OBE in a near-death experience. I'm yeah. sorry, continue. I say, I... I can't really say, you know, I believe in one or the other either, but um, I've watched a lot of different videos on it, different lectures, different um, stuff like that saying, you know, it doesn't really exist. It was created by man and, and all that, and, or the idea of it. I, I'll, I'll find out when I get there. <laughs> sure enough. Yeah. But we don't want to do that yet. No. No. Um, but no, that's that's a different topic for a different day, though the whole <laughs> heaven and hell thing. So, um, yeah, yeah. All right. Um, see so what else you guys have in there. Um, so, um, from Jusky, could you be seeing spirits while astral projecting? Yeah, um, a lot of people report seeing their spirit guides and actually meeting their spirit guides while astral projecting. Um, they may see other, uh, you know, living people there, uh, other astral travelers. And uh, from my understanding, you can see, you know, past spirits as well. So, um, you know, people who had formerly be, been living. Um, I've even heard stories of interacting with different vibrational beings that never were human to begin with. Um, you know, some people interpret them as possibly being angels or what we may interpret as angels from, from our point of view. Um, so it, it's interesting. There's a, there's a lot of different entities that, that people report uh, encountering on that astral plane. So good question. Good question. So like maybe if you, you're <clears throat> out about and you see some, you're like, that person looks familiar. Maybe you saw them. Maybe that's how you saw them. Maybe. Maybe that's how you saw them. Just some random stranger, but you feel like, hey, I think I might have seen that person before. Maybe that's how. Well, and I think sometimes we don't realize it, but while we're dreaming, um, we may astral project and we interpret what we're seeing as a dream because, you know, we're asleep. Um, or at least we believe that we're asleep. And so, yeah, maybe you do, while you're dreaming and project, encounter somebody that you cross paths later on yeah. with. So it's interesting. Uh, Donna has some experiences here. She says, so I dream in different ways uh, and know the difference between different types, all three while sleeping. First, I was taken to... Uh, reverse version of my old house. I was very confused and didn't know what was happening or why. I eventually encountered an elderly man who reassured me all was okay. Beyond him, I saw an infinite number of black empty rooms. One after the other, he said those were places or other places. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. So, Perjuski, is there any way you can protect yourself while traveling? Um, so... I guess, from my understanding, your your protective mechanism within that is that silver cord, um, and that's always your way to get back. Um, and I guess what people generally do is when they first, because it is kind of nerve wracking, you are now no longer inside your physical body. 
and there's this whole other world around you. So there's a little bit of nervousness about the whole situation. You know, how far can you go? What's going to happen? Can I get back in there? Mm -hmm. You know, stuff like that. So um, from what from what I've read, people kind of stay near their body at first, kind of like stay in their room and just kind of hang out and, you know, kind of get the feel for it the first several times doing it. And then they kind of expand from there, you know, maybe because like I, that story I said of that, um, of that woman when she was a, a teen going into her parents' room. So, you know, kind of expanding the boundaries a little bit and then eventually feeling more comfortable to, uh, to move beyond. Um, so I would say, you know, sure, be careful of, you know, lower vibrational beings. They could, they could mess with you. Um, I don't necessarily recall possible repercussions of that. Um, but you always have that cord that you can get back on if you ever feel nervous, just you can kind of, it's kind of like ET phone home. <laughs> Maybe stick some black tourmaline in your pocket or under your pillow. Yeah, you could do that too. Always, that's the old standby, <laughs> the black tourmaline. If it cracks on you, you can go get some more. <laughs> get, get one of those. It's not quite so, you know, flimsy. Get, get one. It's going to last. There you go. So, um, let's see if there's other questions here. Um, all right. So, I'm just checking the, the chat here. Donna's continuing on with her story, which we can get to here in a minute. Um, and Dan is saying, thank you. I guess my question would have a lot to do with what you believe in. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it would, you know, if, if you, if you do believe in heaven or hell, uh, it, it, you know, asking if OBE relates to that would kind of be taken differently by a person who doesn't necessarily believe in that. Um, you know, I believe we do go somewhere, um, but it's not you know, someplace is going to be all fire and brimstone afterward or, you know, floating in the clouds for the rest of eternity. I just, I think it's very different. I do believe in reincarnation and, and we come back here, but I believe there's a place that we hang out for a while in between. So, um, I think my place is probably pretty warm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's going to be tropical. I hope I have a feeling. Yep. Yep. There you go. So, let's see, Donna was continuing with her story of um, her second was taken to a different dimension. There were humanoid beings, uh, different races, one sort of elf-like, the other hobbit-like. So that's pretty, cool. that's pretty cool. So she had a Middle Earth experience. <laughs> I don't nothing, nothing like that ever happens to me. Right. So I would like just once um, to see stuff like that. Yeah, the elfish beings discovered the others were interbreeding with their people, which was forbidden in the, with a death penalty. Uh, they went on murdering uh, uh, on the hobbit beings. Um, she was shadowing the leader of the hobbit who kept saying, the hobbit uh, people who kept saying he would not forget, he wouldn't give up over and over. Felt like uh, she was there to witness a slaughter. The elder of the Liebing tribe finally said it is done, and there was blood splattered everywhere in bodies. They turned as a group in left and then she awoke freaked out tom says i had a vivid dream once about walking outside my house when i woke up in the morning my light was on in my bedroom which is always off could i have been sleepwalking well that's always a possibility that's why my, my dad sleepwalks sometimes you know so my sister used to yeah 
if is she are you still watching she was you she did. was down there in the yeah, chat for a did. while she would scare the crap out of me yeah <laughs> i'm not gonna lie she would scare i would wake up you've told those stories about yeah. where she, and she, she would she'd and be there standing by the bed she'd be standing there just looking at me i'd be like whoa that'd be all creeperish yeah i'd be like go 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 back to bed <laughs> you know go and she was she just she looked at me and then she just turned around and go back i'm like well crap now i can't fall asleep <laughs> what if that happens again <laughs> she's you know? down there yep she? she's watching yeah. yeah do you remember well there was another time that she's uh she went she would sleepwalk and she ended up um crawling underneath the kitchen table and curling up and so whenever um woke up she was nowhere to be found you know everybody like turned the house upside down looking for her and then um you know uh, then we found her but it was like you know mom mom has almost stepped on you a few times <laughs> she said she would like curl up in a ball like next to the bed on the floor right and you know didn't really know you know what makes some people sleepwalk while others don't do it i don't mm-hmm. think i ever have nobody's ever said anything to me so um that's I mean, what it is. I don't know. Maybe they, you know, their body just didn't burn itself out with activity during the day. They need so to get up and go do it, something. It oh. had some energy to burn or something. I don't know how that works. But yeah, there you go. There I you go. I just told your secrets. I'm sorry. Yep. Yeah, we all know. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's going to be, <laughs> it's going to be viral tomorrow. Uh, from Robert Hanna, this is a good question. So do you guys think guardian angels that we hear about are actually just inhuman entities from other dimensions just interacting with people? Well, I would say that the guardian in, uh, angels are an interpretation of your spirit guides. That's yeah. what I think. Yeah. I haven't met either one, to my knowledge. So I feel like, you know, everybody makes bad decisions or whatever, but I haven't made any dangerous decisions. So... Either someone's stopping me from being a dumbass or. We all do dumb just, stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. I just, I don't do anything stupid or dangerous. So I feel like someone must be out there looking out for me. Um, from Terry, let's see, is it Tormino? Um, what's your shirt say? My shirt? There's a bunch of sparkles over your shirt, so it's hard to see. Just me and my shadow person, it's Haunted me Road Media. Yep. You can get that, by the way, at the Haunted Road Media uh, t-shirt shop that's on Spreadshirt. So spread, shop.spreadshirt.com slash Haunted Road Media. Or you can just go to the Haunted Road Media website, which is hauntedroadmedia.com. Uh, click into the merch section, and then there'll be another. Um, you'll see some different t-shirts there, not all of them. But you just click into those t-shirts, and then that'll take you to the t-shirt shop on Spreadshirt. So. You can also get them in different colors, too. You can. So we have a pink one and a purple one in there and some other different colors you can get it in. So you can also get one of these. There's ghosties and stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, those were a big hit um, when we did the, uh, the event up in Iowa, the last one. So, unfortunately, I didn't, because everything I had going on, I forgot to order some here. Uh, when they had the, the big 20% off the other week. And so I didn't get stocked up, unfortunately. Um, we can always order them. That's kind of the deal. So, um, yeah, Tom McNicholas, I got all uh, on his. So, yeah, he did the, 
just me and my shadow person here and then you can add stuff to it so he mm -hmm. added all the other haunted road media designs on it um and then on the back <laughs> you know how you can actually get your name added to it he put super chat superstar tom yeah. on it <laughs> <laughs> Anybody who does a super chat back on the uh, YouTube channel when we go live uh, is a super chat superstar. But Tom is always a super chat superstar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. <laughs> so, um, oh, that's, a, that's Chipper Terry. Okay. Yep. Okay. And she says she'll be getting one. She has a couple already. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. That's that was that one was pretty popular at the event the other week. So I like it. Yeah, I don't know. I just it popped in my head one day, <laughs> and just poof, we're gonna do that. Yep. Well, I'm supposed to be doing other things like editing books and all that. It's like, oh yeah, let's just make a T-shirt right now, because yeah, of course. So let me see if we have anything else going down in here. Um, okay. So well, I think I mean, we could wrap it up early. I don't know if we have anything else to really talk about the uh, the astral plane. That's kind of like a an overview. Um, of what's going on there, how to how to access it again. As far as accessing it, more of a novice, I've read more on you know getting to the astral plane than I actually have like actually getting there. <laughs> you know, but you know any of those times where you have one of those strange dreams in which you felt like you've actually gone somewhere, um, and then later in life you kind of have one of those deja vu moments of it looks like i've been here before i mean it could have been one of those cases in which you did have that experience while dreaming and then boom there you are i mean i've i've had i've had dreams that are very premonition like i've had actual premonition dreams but i've had some others that are very premonition like that could have been times in which maybe i did go obe during a dream visited a place and then later on in life actually physically went there and i'm like this place is damn familiar. That's how I found a place in um, normal. Hmm. Right. right I that. don't really know that I went there. It felt like I did, but. Um, and that was a uh, school, right? It was a Civil War uh, orphanage. Orphanage. Okay. And I'd never been there. Uh, and I didn't even know any. I didn't know much about the area. I. Actually, there's this creeper uh, from my hometown, and I knew he escaped to there. And so in the dream, and I had just been reading an article about him and stuff like that. And so he made an, a cameo, and I think that, and I know why he did, because I was mm -hmm. thinking about it, you know, following along with the story or whatever that was going on uh, surrounding him. But um, but then, then I came across this building um, it looked just like this old abandoned, you know, building and I could hear, um, kids inside. And then whenever I went in there, uh, there was an actual, like within the walls, within this building, um, there was an actual little graveyard in there. Um, it didn't really, it didn't last very long, but I could remember, you know, what the outside of it looked like. I remember it in really good detail. And then when I woke up, uh, I remember the the town that I was in so I looked it up and I just looked up um abandoned um since there were kids there abandoned hospital orphanage mm. whatever and boom 
there it was. And I clicked on images and there it was, you know. And I know that part of it is still there, but a lot of it is it's being made into other things. Right. So and I know it's kind of dangerous in there too because uh, I think yeah, you you want to be careful. Yeah, I think what uh, sounds like vagrants have taken up residence in there. Yeah, and so I would still like to see it though. For sure, uh, Kathy Ciliento. <laughs> speaking of shirts, Mike, I like your shirt. Is it a reference to Edgar Allan Poe? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So Poe. Some sugar on me. <laughs> <laughs> so that's definitely Edgar Allan Poe. Um, yeah, I wore, wore the Edgar Allan Poe shirt tonight since um, on Edge of the Rabbit Hole, we had Rob Guttrow on and he was going to be talking about a uh, place in in Maryland, Belmont Manor, uh, which is in Elkridge. It's just south of Baltimore, so uh, still pretty much in the, in the area. Um, yeah, so that's why I wore that. Um, and uh, David Y, good question here. Where can someone find out uh, how to do astral projections? So one of the things I was not able to prepare for because I ended up working up until minutes before the show, um, before the uh, YouTube show, which of course we do right before this one. And so I was able to get very little done. Um, so one of the things I was going to do was, you know, get some of those references. I have a couple of books on my Kindle. Um, when I, Really when I was reading about this was... Um, was back when I was working in Maryland because um, I wanted to astral project to see you. Um, so I was I was reading astral projection books while riding the Metro. <laughs> um, so they were on my Kindle. So I, I don't remember offhand, but basically I just hit I hit Amazon and I was looking for books on astral projection. Um, and so there, there are some good ones out there. Um, just I, I Google it at this point, I guess. Um, or I could just, I could look what I have on my Kindle and just... Um, and send you those references. So, all right. Um, I think that's uh, Tim Schoen saying he's got to get himself one of those shirts. Yeah. Um, Jessica Wilson, do they ever say how Poe died? So they don't know. They, they don't know. Um, you know. Was it drugs? They, they really don't know what caused his death. He was found on a park bench, delirious. Um, he was almost kind of a like a raving lunatic the last day he was just muttering all kinds of weird stuff um and then he passed away but um we were just watching it the other night yeah. the movie the raven which is an interpretation of his last days because they don't know what he was doing where he was or anything um but he was found in baltimore on a park bench and so this the movie the ravens with john cusack um it, it gives a like kind of adventure murder mystery to his last days where um, you know there's a villain out there that's using Poe's stories um, and reenacting them to basically basically dupe him into um, this whole confounded uh, murder mystery thing that's going on and I thought it was pretty well done the critics didn't like it um, maybe it's because you know, it's not a true story. It's just, uh, it's, it's a fiction based on the mystery of, we don't know what the hell happened to him. Mm-hmm. So, um, let me see if there's anything else down here, uh, from, from Donna. Um, so, oh, she has her final time here with her guides appearing, saying that, uh, she had to get ready and she had a role to play. Um, 
There's an alien attack. Food was scarce. Uh, there's a junkie threatening her with a gun. Um, so, you know, he said he didn't. What is this? I had. Sorry, my uh, my contacts are kind of tweaking out here a little bit. Um, offered him. She offered him supplies. Um, he said he didn't want that. Wanted more. Um, and stopped him by shoving him, then yanked herself back into her body. Uh, she said there's no silver cord, but feeling of pulling herself back into her body. Um, then her guide told her that um, there would be more negative aliens too. So it'll get worse before it gets better. Okay. Um, and I think. Um, okay, per Robert, have you been to the Bel Air to the Bel Air house? Yes, I have been uh, a few different times. So. Um, in addition to the Belmont House investigation that we have on the Hunter Road Media YouTube channel, there's actually several uh, Bel Air House videos. Um, one that gets more into the history before the investigation stuff, but there's a really long video on there. It's like, like almost an hour and a half where I'm investigating the house with uh, Copperhead Greg Graham. I've been there three or four times, something like that. So, um, all right. So, all right, I think we're done. <laughs> we're just about at our hour mark, right? <laughs> we're close in any case. So, and there's no real way to do like shout outs here when you go Facebook Live. There's, there's, there's no, there's no Super Chat Superstars, obviously, for, for that. Um, there's not really a way to do shout outs. I mean, just, okay, Donna, thank you for Cheshire Caddy in the chat. See, there's Andrew Cox, there's David Y, Kathy Siliento, Jesky Wilson, thank you for joining us tonight. Uh, there's Robert Hanna, Katie Birdie, Tim Schoen, thank you very much. That's Chipper Terry. <laughs> um, all right, I know Tom McNicholas is in here. And your Donna sister, Buck. Sherry. Sherry was in there, and I saw Donna Bucksbaum also. Did she make an appearance? I didn't yep. see that. Okay. I saw her. Cool. Um, Oh, there's April uh, Wimigwans. She's in there. And Jean from uh, the awesome 80s metal band, Criminal Action. Right, right. So, um, Dan Porter, thank you. Uh, Michael Adams with a question here. Are you doing this on Facebook now? So, okay. So, for those that are kind of coming in later and understand, not understand why are we doing Inside the Upside Down on Facebook? <clears throat> so, um, so yeah, just try just trying something out here, changing things up a little bit. We're still doing Edge of the Rabbit Hole on YouTube. Um but I'm working with uh, video creators. Uh, shit, I was just about to say Tim Schoen. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's not it's not Tim. Schoen. Sorry, Tim. No, it's um, it's Tim Schmoyer. It's close. <laughs> In, in his group and so um they like really dive into your channel uh i've actually been working them, with them for a while they're, they're one of the reasons why we you know really grew from um you know five thousand to ten thousand subscribers uh over the course of the last year um even before that kind of the, the smaller gain from like two thousand to five thousand a lot of things that we've put into place um, started working with his team a little bit more closely and just going through the channel, kind of analyzing it, doing the back-to-back -back shows like that that we were doing um, was actually doing some things to hurt the channel. Um, and so we're, we're trying this for now just to um, not doing back-to-back, -to, -back, to just just trying, we still want to do Inside the Upside Down, so we're just kind of trying to find another platform for it at the moment until we can figure out how we might be able to work that back into YouTube. Uh, so we'll be doing it like once a month out there. 
uh, right now, and then we'll just do it the other weeks out here. So um, just see how that works. And, you know, we're still doing everything else, you know, out of YouTube. Still, we have the Friday Night Ghost Rice investigation videos and other things that we do out there. We're just moving things around a little bit um, to see how that may help grow the channel a little bit. And so, you know, growing the channel basically helps us to bring on, um, you know, other guests that you guys want to be able to see and you know that it, it's always about you guys so you know there you go all right hmm. i think that'll about do it um all right so uh nancy matt's first time visit well thank you nancy appreciate Thanks, that oh uh, and there's mickey dole too all right so very cool that's that's the deal that's why we're out here on facebook right now um it will this will also go up as a uh, podcast by the way um so if you if you tuned in late i mean of course you can always go back and rewatch here on facebook or uh you can listen to it later like in your car or what have you on any of the major platforms like spotify itunes tune in um all those so um you can check that out in the next couple of days here so that'll do it I'm like, this is Shauna. <laughs> Till next time. Oh, wait, wait, wait. We got to say this. And I, I, I know half of you just left. I have to say this. Chuck Banks just released a book today. Yay, Chuck. Death the Saga was released by Haunted Road Media today. Um, you get the paperback now. The Kindle will be coming out here in the next day or two whenever Amazon decides, oh, I'm going to go ahead and re <laughs> release now. I've already pushed the button to publish. So just whenever it appears, it will. Um, so that is available now, Death of Saga. Uh, we were gonna have we're going to have Chuck on next week as our guest. So we'll be talking about Death of Saga and Midwest Paranormal Road Trip, which came out a few weeks back. So he's a good guest. He is. He's great. <laughs> he's co-hosted before. We've had him on a few different times. So yeah, there you're you go. gonna see him blush at least twice during the show. I know. I know. <laughs> I I turned the guy on or something. I don't know what's up with that. It's those so. dimples, yeah. It's the dimples. It's the dimples. Okay. That turns you on, <laughs> I think. That's what I tell people. <laughs> it's what she tells you all, but really. <laughs> all right. Good night, everyone.